Welcome to the Essential Shift Podcast. My name is Laetitia Andrac. If you are a mission-driven entrepreneur looking to grow your soul-aligned business by blending strategy, practical tips, and spiritual wisdom, you're in the right place. Enjoy these conversations about the art of mastering essential shifts in all areas of business and life. Open your heart and mind to all the possibilities that are waiting for you. Welcome to this fourth episode of the Essential Shift podcast. I am your host, Laetitia Andrac. You can follow me on Instagram at essential.shift, where I share daily inspiration and tips to live your life by your own design. Isn't it so beautiful to know that you can do that? And right now, I am focusing on launching my second round of my Goddess Embodiment Sisterhood, which is my seven months sacred container. And it is really to help a small group of women who are ready to up-level and connect with their own intuition to grow their business in full alignment with abundance and flow. If you're interested, you can check the show notes and apply or just DM me on Instagram and I'll answer any of your questions regarding this program. It is for seven months because we go through my goddess method, which is a seven-step method to really reconnect within and create a business that is so unique because it's birthed from your womb space, from your intuition, from your roots, from your lineage. All of that beautiful work happened within this container. I am so excited as I see new women uh, applying and joining this program. So it may be you. It's uh, launching on the, we are starting the journey on the 21st of October. So you still have a bit of time uh, to join. And if you listen to this episode and it's after the 21st of October, you can still join the waitlist for the next round. So my guest this week is Elise Clément. She's a dear friend of mine. And in this episode, we are sharing about matrescence, which is a topic that, you know, I love to talk about and how it is a life changing experience to become a mother. So Elise is really focusing on helping women well-being and personal evolution through motherhood. So it's really a topic that is close to her heart. And you will, as you will listen to this episode, you will notice her passion for this topic. She supports women who feel challenged by the competing devotions of motherhood and work in regaining clarity, confidence, and the energy they'll need to trust and value themselves and their choices. Elise is a proud mom of a little girl with one of her greatest teachers. And as you listen to this episode, you will notice how much she changed through motherhood. And now she is a coach who is trained from the Human Potential Institute, Mama Raising, and also a functional nutritionist, as well as uh, trained in positive psychology. So she has a lot to offer on top of her direct experience navigating through this life transition. 
Hello, Elise. I am so excited to welcome you on the Essential Shift podcast today. What a blessing to have you. How are you doing? Hey, Leticia. I'm doing really well. I'm really excited to be here with you too. Oh, it's such a beautiful day. It's sunny and we are together. Even though we are on Zoom, I can feel your energy and I see you radiating. I am so oh, grateful. Thank you. <laughs> I'm super grateful too. I'm really oh, looking no. forward to our chat. Yes, me too. So um, can you tell us a bit more about your origin story and your business? Mm, my origin story. I love that. <laughs> um, I So my work life um, before um, becoming a business owner started in corporate. Um, and when I say that, it feels like it was ages ago, but it was actually it's only been four years since I left the corporate world. And I, um, at the time, I used to work in marketing and communications for the 12 years. And um, it really felt during this time that I went through um, successive shifts that led me to where I am now, or to what mm -hmm. I'm doing today. And the, the first one, um, not very original, but uh, unfortunately, the first one was a burnout. So that was for me early on in my career when I realized that um, I needed to look after myself. Uh, I didn't really know how to do that at the time. So I had to educate myself how to, you know, uh, around how to do that. And um, I started meditating regularly and I started making healthier choices. And that was one, you know, one piece of the puzzle for me. So um, the healthier choices I was making um, led me to start questioning other choices I was making in my life. And work was a big one. Like I was, mm -hmm. I started questioning my work at the time. Um, it was a little bit uncomfortable because I didn't know really what I wanted to do. Um, but I decided to, I decided to change jobs and I was still working in the same industry, just chose a different company to work for that I felt was more aligned with who I was. And, and the thing is, um, this time I felt like it was a choice that was driven by me, not by my body breaking down or by external circumstances. So it felt like I was, in, I was finally coming in charge <laughs> of, my, of my choices. Um, and then a few years after um, I started this new job, I felt that there was something else that was that wanted to, to, you know, to happen within me. I just couldn't figure it out um, yet, but that's at the time when I became a mother, mm. and that's for me when the big shift happened. Um, I gave birth to my daughter. I went on maternity leave. And when I came back to work after nearly a year, I felt totally different. It's like, you know, it hit me in the face. Like I, I just wasn't where I wanted to be and something had to change. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's what really kick-started <laughs> the journey, let's say, of, of trying to figure out what I wanted to do um, and what my next step was going to be. I... Uh, it took me a few months after I went back to maternity leave, but then I decided to quit my job, mm. take the plunge, and um, 
again, without exactly knowing what it was that I wanted to do, but I, um, there were some themes that were coming out and uh, for me, it was studying. So I, I knew I wanted to study the, the topics I was, I was passionate about. And then um, there was the topic or the theme of contribution. So I wanted to contribute to others' well-being somehow. So I studied nutrition. I got a diploma in positive psychology. <laughs> I became a certified coach. Um, I went on that journey of like, you know, finding out um, what I wanted to do. And alongside all of that, I, I got the opportunity to, um, to work part-time for a well-known uh, business owner in the health and wellness industry. And that really opened up my mind to the possibilities that were out there for mm -hmm. my work. And that, that gave me also the confidence, um, you know, a few years into that, it gave me the confidence also to dedicate 100% of my time to my own business. So, but, but you know, I, I think also what, the, when I, you know, think back to the origins of my business, I'm thinking, okay, where it all fell into place for me, where everything just like sort of like started to make sense is when I'm. I merged the personal development work I was doing with my business. Mm. Um, and, and so I want to give a bit of background just to explain what that means. But um, when, when my daughter was born, um, for me, it felt like, you know, there were so many things that were shaken up in my life. Um, and the, the inner split that I was feeling within me really showed up very strongly when I went back to work after maternity leave. And that's, that's around that time I came across the study of matrescence, you know, what happens to a woman when she becomes a mother. And all of a sudden, I got to understand my experience in a totally different light. It feels like, you know, a light bulb went on and I was like, wow, okay, this, this was the big aha moment for me. Like, it's really... It ignited that fire in my belly, the, the, you know, the clarity about who I wanted to serve and how I wanted to do my work. And um, a little while after the discovery, I, um, I studied matrescence with um, uh, a, a lady called Amy Taylor Cabaz, who has since become my teacher and my coach. And I became an accredited facilitator. And that's how my business slowly morphed into what it is today. Yeah. So um, really supporting women um, in understanding themselves or rediscovering themselves in this phase of their life, motherhood, um, you know, getting greater um, clarity about who they are, learning to value themselves, learning to value their choices, um, uh, also, you know, learning to make decisions based on what they want now, which may be very different from what they used to want mm. <laughs> at some point in their life. Um, so yeah, long story, but this is, you know, this is how it all fell into place for me. And I think when I, when I hear about other people's business stories, um, I, I see that often, um, businesses are born from what we ourselves most needed at some point in our life. And 
that's what I feel at the moment. If I feel like I've become the person that I was looking for at the time when I was going through my own period of transition um, during matrescence. Um, so yeah, that's 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 you know <laughs> a summary of what's what it's been like for me. That, that I love this story. Mm. I love it, Elise, and I love also you know uh, the way we got introduced. I. At the time when we got introduced, I was running my previous business, which was called Neoma, with Emmanuel, a dear friend of mine. And um, we are really holding space for women within the transition because we were facing that as well. You know, the matrescence hit me hard as well when Zoe was born. And it was really kind of a friend of us put us together. And I remember us sitting at a cafe at the time, COVID was not around <laughs> years ago, mm. sitting at a cafe and just chatting. And this way you've dived into mattresses and the passion you have about this topic and the way you help women through that is so powerful. And we need more women mm honoring this phase of their life and I know you are passionate about this so the other question (laughs) another question that's (laughs) popping up for me because some of the listeners may have read you know articles about matrescence or may have you know read heard me talking about it but I would love to hear from you what is matrescence Mm. so matrescence is the process of transformation that a woman goes through when she becomes a mother. Mm. And, you know, I mean, it's not a new experience. Like, you know, women have been going through that process for ever. But the study of, of this process is quite recent in a way. And, um, I mean, it's, I, I love the, you know, giving a bit of history around that, if that's okay. But yes. um, it's, uh, it's actually an anthropologist called Dana Raphael who studied matrescence for the first time in the 70s. She's, she's the lady who gave us the term doula as well, which is mm-hmm. interesting back in the days. But um, it's only in recent years that um, the study of matrescence got you know, revived in a way when a psychologist in the US called Dr. Aurelie Athen likened matrescence to adolescence. So she put the two in parallel, which I find really, uh, really interesting because it helps to understand that it's a process. So, you know, the same way a child becomes an adult by going through a period of transition where a lot of things change. You know, if you, I mean, think back to my own <laughs> teenage years, I'm like, whoa, okay, hormones go crazy. Um, it's a bit turbulent in a way, like there are lots of things that you question in your world. And, and um, it's an identity shift for, for many, um, uh, you know, um, children going into that phase. So the same thing happens to a woman um, mm. when she transition into um, uh, motherhood. And for a long time, I think the belief was that mothers or uh, women, you know, when straight after giving birth, we're just naturally becoming a mother because Mm. you had a baby coming out of you. This is it. You know, you were just like (laughs) slipping into your role very naturally. Um, But matrescence is is reminding us that no, motherhood is a learned skill. You know, we go through enormous changes physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, even when we we become Mm. a mother. 
And we need time to adapt and to adjust to this new identity that's that's, um, being created um, through the process. And, And why it's important for women to understand matrescence is because when we don't know that these changes are normal, and, and something that's normal to be expected um, when you become a mother, then we may start feeling, um, well, first feeling isolated because we think that we're the only ones going through what we go through, <laughs> but actually everyone does. Uh, we may think also that we're not doing a great job mm-hmm. or that we're failing at being a, a mother, which was definitely something that happened to me. Um, and, you know, also comparing ourselves, thinking that everyone else is doing better when actually in actual terms, we, we are all going through this, um, um, this in, in different ways, but we're all going through it. And, you know, something that's true with motherhood, but I, I think is true with all periods of transitions in our life, is that there's a lot of ambivalence. There's a lot of like, you know, um, ambivalence about you know or or feelings of like doubt or like not liking every single day of it not liking it all um having you know conflicting emotions about maybe our bodies or our relationships or our work and um and and the study of matrescence really reminds us that motherhood is a rite of passage (laughs) that ambivalence is normal that it's an opportunity it's an incredible opportunity for transformation in the life of a woman um that it has the potential to be the making of her like i'm just so passionate about that (laughs) (laughs) um but remembering that you know um it's a process it's a process it's a process it's a process so you know for a lot of us the first few months of motherhood actually it can be where a lot of things seems to shift seems to happen um but it's it's a transformation that we go through that doesn't only happen after the birth of our child or in the first year of motherhood the changes of matrescence can manifest over many years and new layers can be revealed as we go through more than one child you know <laughs> you know that yes definitely <laughs> give birth a second time or you know with every child there is um another part of us that's that's being offered up for transformation somehow so um yeah i mean motherhood is an incredible um you know great evolution uh period of evolution in in the life of a woman i think that's that's you know what what i believe there is mm. yeah i love that and i love the way you know, you define matrescence and, you know, going back to the root of it. And I remember when I discovered about matrescence, Zoe was about 12 weeks old. Sorry, I didn't know before, you know, before adding Zoe about this, she was 12 weeks old. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am so different. Who am I? I I don't want to go back to, you know, the work that I had. I don't want to like have the same experiences that I had. And I started, you know, Googling and I found out about matrescence. And I remember the feeling of empowerment by knowing about this. And then also this permission to honor myself by, you know, being different. And it was okay. Mm -hmm. Like the old Leticia was, you know, kind of 
dying in a way as a lizard changing skin and I would mm. you know go in my new skin with time you know and and allowing the journey to unfold I love what you shared I, mm. I just think like matrescent should be a word that we teach every woman before mm. they go through it it will help tremendously and I know this is a work that you do now and I'm so grateful for that oh and I you know what I love what you just said like that that image of the lizard is beautiful, but I love what you said about permission because um, we resist change a lot of mm -hmm. the time. You know, when there, when there are periods of change in our lives, we, we resist it. And um, when we lean into that, when we allow ourselves to change, not be the same as we were before or to not try to be, to go mm -hmm. back to our old self. Yes. Then that's where, when the opportunities for for creating new things happen mm. Mm, i and love it so how do we embrace this unique creative power when um mm. we become a mother of this unique creative power of matrescence that you describe do you have any tip for anyone listening how do we embrace that some of them may be like oh how do i do that <laughs> <laughs> well first we recognize that it is a creative time in our life right we just, we, we, we become aware of that. Yes. And, you know, and when we say it's a creative time in, um, in, in a woman's life, it's not only creating babies. It's not about only creating babies. It's about creating mm. anything that you feel called to create. So it can be projects. It can be businesses. Look at us. It can be <laughs> new versions of ourselves. It can be um, many different things, right? And and giving ourselves some space to do that, to explore our creativity and how it wants to manifest. Um, I, I definitely feel I had the opportunity to do that with my business, mm. alongside you know creating my daughter. Um, but you know, I feel like, for example, my business for me is constant act of creativity because I have to you know it evolves uh, it has evolved since um, I started it and it's still evolving and something also that I want to say is that I always remember though that the birth of my daughter was that uh, impulse mm. for me to start actually taking action on this intuition that I had had within me for a long time but when she was born you know all of a sudden I, I, I felt, okay, this is it. I'm going to actually do something about it. <laughs> and I think that's where as women, we can find the fuel to lean into our creative power by thinking about the aspirations we have or the hopes we have for our children. Mm. You know, I, I knew when my daughter was born, the deepest wish I had for her was that someday she finds a way to contribute to her life or to contribute to the world in a way that's meaningful for her, that brings her joy. But then I realized what? Okay, well, maybe the best thing for me, <laughs> the best way for me to encourage her to do that is to actually do it myself, <laughs> to model that for her. So that, that's what gave me the impulse. And so when I started acknowledging that, you know, that's the, create, the natural creative impulse of motherhood, then it's about tuning into ourselves and then listening to what it is that we need to, to honor that creative impulse. Um, because what I notice with the women I work with is that often they, they silence themselves 
Mm. You know, they can feel that there's something inside, there's a voice, there's a guide, there's an intuition that tells them that things need to change, but they're so used to listening to their mind or to favoring the mind that they bypass or they um, silence the wisdom of the body. <laughs> and that's, for me, that's where creative power uh, sits. At least that's how I've experienced it myself. Mm. And, um, you know, I feel like a beautiful way to embrace your creative power as a, as a woman and as a mother is to find a practice that helps you be embodied, that helps you be or, or be in your body, like tune into your body, listen to the wisdom of the body. Um, you know, it can be um, yoga, it can be breath work, it can be dancing. Like, you know, you don't even need to go to a formal dance class. You just dance in your lounge with your <laughs> music that you love, with your children. You just move your body in whatever way feels good to you, but that enables you to be to be in your body, to access, to connect with your heart, to connect with your gut, to connect with these places of knowing within you. Um, yeah, that's for me, that's where creative power is born from. Yeah. Mm, I love what you said about coming back within and coming back in our body, in presence and inhabiting it. And I feel when you go through, you know, a pregnancy and then giving birth and then, you know, potentially breastfeeding or whatever, you know, cuddling your baby and so on, you go back to that body you have no choices because when you know within your womb it's you know with a baby growing in it and you know it may kick and so on you're just there you're really connected back to this sacred space that I feel even if you don't have a baby you know you need to connect to this sacred space to your roots your pelvic floor and so on but this is another episode we may do about that but <laughs> really connecting to the womb space and to this creative space but as mother you really experience that when you you know pregnant mm -hmm. and and then moving forward and I think when the baby is born it's so important to carry on connecting to that space and I love what you said about reconnecting with your inner knowing your inner voice your intuition and listening to it and it's so true that so many of us and myself first I have you know heard about this voice in my head being like go along do this mm. work and they're like ah not yet wait a bit <laughs> <laughs> and in the end when you listen to it it is so powerful so we, i just want to encourage anyone listening to that to see that as a confirmation listen it's a sign it's a sign <laughs> and share with us we are here to cheer you up amazing and embodiment yeah. and showing the way this is it and you are definitely showing the way for your daughter she's so lucky oh, so oh, I love you so, much. <laughs> so what practices and strategy should we consider when we are you know going through matrescence if some of us some of the people listening are like super lost and where should I start what is the best way for me to start doing that you know it's cool dancing and so on but where should I start? So you've said learning about matrescence, but is there any other practices or strategies that you'd recommend for them to move forward? Yeah. Um, you know what? You said something before that I want to make a point about. Um, I, I, want, I would like to say something about that. You said, um, you know, you, you, you were hearing that voice, but then you felt a bit scared. And I think that's where 
cultivating trust comes into play. Mm. So yes, I'm, I'm going to share a few strategies in, in, in strategies in a moment. Sorry, but I'm going to first go back to your point because I love that. The, the cultivating trust part is super important because when we start listening to our voice and our intuition, we may feel scared because yes, most likely it's going to bring us towards two places that feel uncomfortable, mm. feel challenging. Um, not that everyone needs to quit their job all of a sudden or like do anything like that, you know, but yes, we may be called to do things differently and mm. doing things differently means like being uncomfortable for a little while, while we find our way. So I think, um, and, and the cultivating trust, I'm, I'm making a point about that because it didn't come naturally to me. So uh, getting to know yourself through inner work, through personal development, through experiments, like as in actually doing stuff as opposed to <laughs> dreaming it, <laughs> challenging yourself to get out of your comfort zone. I think that is something that goes alongside, um, you know, rekindling with your intuition or with your mm -hmm. inner voice. And it takes commitment and it takes um, uh, time and it takes um, support as well. I'd say that. So that's that's probably one of the resources, <laughs> one of the strategies um, that I want to talk about because um, uh, motherhood is a very vulnerable time, I think, in the life of a woman as well. It's you know, it's um, you don't know you don't know what you're doing. Now. I don't want to say that, but you know, you don't know anything about what what's ahead of you. You have to, yeah, maybe you have seen experiences of other people around you, but your experience is going to be very different. So you're going to be literally learning as you go. And um, it requires you to, to feel supported as well along the way in order to find your way of doing things and being supported by, um, you know, your inner circle of friends, of family, of anyone that you feel very close to, and also feeling supported by, maybe other people outside of your inner circle your let's call them your outer circle right so that those people that are going to be um cheering you on as you said so it may be mentors it may be therapists it may be holistic practitioners coaches whoever you can find to really help you to find like gain confidence and and um, um build that trust in yourself so finding the support I'm trying to answer your question. I'm like, what did you ask me? Um, strategies, you said some strategies. So yes, uh, finding the support mm -hmm. um, because yes, we're not, we're not meant to do this alone. Having the right people that can um, hold space for you as well. Um, yes. You know, maybe point to your blind spots <laughs> and help you navigate some of these um, emotions that you're going to feel or the challenges um, that are going to come with the, this type of transition. Um, personally, I would never have been able to do what I've done without mentors and coaches and practitioners and, and friends and all the, the tribe. Um, but a part of, of letting, you know, of, of getting the support, I suppose, letting that support into uh, your, um, your, your life is to also surround yourself with like-minded mothers who are going to going through the same transformation as you. Mm. Um, 
and that's why I, I started um, facilitating the circle, the memorizing circles, um, which are based on the, the formula of support that I uh, learned from my um, teacher, Amy Taylor Kebaz, is really to, you know, um, have women come together because when women come together and they share about their experiences, um, they feel held, they feel valued, they feel heard. And this is where transformation and trust and all these beautiful things we were talking about before, this is where they can, they can um, grow from. Yes. That fertile soil of like, you know, a feeling, feeling, feeling safe in a space where you can talk about yourself, you can talk about what you're going through. Um, you can start understanding what it means to you, how to navigate that um, during the circles that I facilitate. I provide some tools as well for women to um, learn to redefine who they are in this phase of their life and discover that new identity that's, you know, that's, that's born within them. So finding spaces like that where you can really feel cocooned and you can feel held in your uh, process, I think is a fantastic strategy. Mm. And I'm going to give another one because I think, um, and, and that's where, you know, at least that's where I start when I, when I work with someone is also that place of um, starting with kindness, starting with, you know, learning to be kind to yourself in the process because it's a process um you know that that that's um that's something that's very true for motherhood when when you're learning um how to raise your children you're also learning how to raise yourself in a way alongside them as a as a mother so you're you're like a newborn if you think about that this way you're like yourself you're like a newborn when you give birth to your child and you're growing alongside them and in that process, you really have to find patience and to find kindness and compassion for yourself as well, because you're learning everything from scratch. You have to figure it all out. And, um, and this is something that I think when you think about patience and compassion and kindness, it's applicable to anything that you birth in this time of your life. Mm. Um, or at least this is how you know I've come to see it. A business, for example, <laughs> you need to be really patient and kind and kind to yourself. And I, I wrote an article um, on the parallels that I saw between becoming a mother and building my own business. And, and maybe this is something you, you may want to share with your listeners. But um, one of the points I make is the fact that looking after yourself is not a luxury. It's like, whether it's in motherhood or in business, if you don't replenish, you it's not only you who will uh, obviously suffer from that, but everyone and everything around you will be impacted. The, your mothering will be impacted, the, the, your interaction with your children, your, um, the, the creativity you're able to bring to the other projects that you want to um, grow in your life. So mm -hmm. looking after yourself, being kind to yourself, looking after yourself emotionally, physically, mentally is essential. And mm -hmm. again, that may well require reaching out for support and asking for help mm. is does that is that yes yeah I love it I love it and definitely adding the kindness to it mm. is so important because we tend to be kind to other people but what about us and as you've said we need to first 
look after ourselves, to give to give from, you know, a full cup rather than an empty cup. And we've heard that so many times, but how many of mm. us are like, I am strong, I'm doing all of this by myself. And I was like this the first 12 weeks of Zoe until I was like Googling, being like, okay, mattresses, okay, let me just surround myself with, you know, the right team of support, plus reaching out to friends who are going through the same journey and really kind of, holding that sacred space for us to share and for me to ask for support which is not easy but when you know you ask for support it's amazing who you find and I remember the first time we met we had actually the same kind of practitioner in our (laughs) our circle of support it was so amazing do you know this pediatrician yeah it's my pediatrician pediatrician. (laughs) it was so amazing it was so beautiful so yeah surround yourself with you know, people that will hold that sacred space for you. And your mama rising circle are definitely a way for women to tap into that space. So I will put all of that in the show notes. But where can they find out more about you? Those who are like, oh, I want to learn more about I will put everything in the show notes. But if they are listening and they straight away want to Google something, so how can they find more about you, Elise? Uh, the best place is my website, really. That's where I have um, all of the information about what I do, um, the circles. Um, I have some, you know, I call them my musings, some articles, things that I write about my own experience and um, the, the lessons I learned. So, yeah, my website is probably the best place. Mm. <laughs> so can you share with us your website? It's my name. It is Clement.com. <laughs> Amazing. I'll put that plus the article you mentioned. Thank you so much, Elise, for today. It was beautiful to have you on this episode. Thank and you so much. I can't wait to be able to hug you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Leticia. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Mm. Thank you so much, Elise, for being such a beautiful soul. Thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing about your experience and knowledge. Such a blessing to have you. I am sure as you've listened to this episode, now you understand why it is so essential to share more about matrescence and encourage other women to honor this transition. So if you know of anyone that would benefit from listening to our conversation, make sure to share the episode with them. Otherwise, just leave a review on Apple Podcasts so it will help tremendously this podcast to be found by someone else. It's been a real pleasure to be with you today. And until next time, bless it be.